Hey, today's going to be definitely different if you are a guest because it's our anniversary weekend, amen, 14 years. Come on. And it's also our vision weekend, and we're going to be sharing vision. We're going to be sharing uh, a little bit from uh, anniversary, and so we're delighted to be here. We did something this week on a personal note that we had never done before. And last Tuesday was our 30th wedding anniversary. Now, we had a great time. I was excited for the blessing of the bikes because we just rode the motorcycle over to Whitefish and it was beautiful. We got into a little weather, you know what I'm saying, this time of year. And it's been wet in the great Northwest, but we still had a wonderful time. So uh, last week, Craig began a series called Breath. And uh, we're going to continue with that, uh, even today in the midst of anniversary and vision, in the area of breath, because it's so important. And, and he just did an amazing job. I listened to it the other day when I was in the gym. And so I want to just pray, open up in prayer, and we're just going to, Holy Spirit, have your way, touch lives today. Father, we just thank you for this very precious time, and ask that you would bless it, bless your word. Holy Spirit, have your way, in Jesus' name. And everyone said... When we moved over here, we felt like God told us a few things, and one of them was that you're going to be used to bring a dimension of the Holy Spirit, a dimension of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God may speak to, at least he does to me, and I don't understand it fully, but I looked up dimension, and to bring a dimension of the Holy Spirit or a dimension of the Holy Pneuma, because that's what that word is, dimension of the Holy Spirit is the word dimension, just the word dimension means a measurable, will you say that with me, measurable? A measurable extent of some kind of length, breadth, depth, or height. And uh, it's measurable. And I started thinking about that. What does the Word of God say about the Holy Spirit and measure? How, what kind of dimensions do God bring? What, what does God do in the area of dimension when it comes to the Holy Spirit and something measurable? I found this scripture, and it's beautiful. John 3.34 says this. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit, look here, without measure. How many know that we can lean into the Holy Spirit? Aren't you glad that Jesus didn't leave us alone? He didn't leave. When he went up, the Holy Spirit came down. And he's our comforter. He's our, our true north. He's the one that guides us and, and uh, convicts us and fills us. And we can have the Holy Spirit without measure. What, 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 how powerful is that, that we can have the Holy Spirit without measure? Today, when we talk about vision, vision, measure, the Spirit, it, it's all very important because I believe that, vi how many know that you should have an individual vision for your life? Three or four of you say, yeah. Let me tell you right now, you should have an individual vision for your life. The Bible says without vision, people perish. But we should also have a vision for the church, and we do. And vision is so powerful because it is a breath. It is life. It, it has life within it. It's what gets you up and keeps you going. And it's so important that we have a, a vision when it comes to the church. And the vision for the church ultimately comes from the Word of God. Now, we may say it a million different ways, but ultimately it comes from God's Word. That's the basis of our vision. This is what it says in 2 Peter 1.21, For prophecy never came by the will of man, 
but the holy but of holy men spoke as they were moved on by the holy spirit by the holy pneuma as the wind blew as the Spirit fell upon men. That's where prophecy came from. And it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, the very beginning of that scripture, it says, all scripture, listen to this, is breathed out by God. So it's so important that we understand the Holy Spirit and this breath. The enemy wants to take the breath. He wants to take the pneuma. You can see it all over the news. It's, 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 it's pretty amazing what the enemy is doing. How many of you know that there is true news out there? Let me talk to you about true Instead of being totally glued to CNN and Fox and ABC, NBC and all those different things. How many of you know that it's very important that you are glued to the true news? Where, where do you get the network of the true news? Well, I got the network for you. It's called the B-I-B Network L-E. B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. Can you imagine if you're glued to the Bible compared to CNN and Fox, the impact it's going to have on your life? You stay glued on the wrong news, I tell you what, you're going to be glued with fear, and you're going to be glued, glued with all kinds of negativity, but I want to encourage you to stay glued to the Word of God, the truth. Say that with me, the true news. Acts 2, 2, and suddenly they came a sound from heaven as of a, listen to this word, a rushing mighty wind. A rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. That wind, it, it means a, a respiration, a breeze. It means a breath. It means, listen, the breath of life. The disciples were filled on the day of Pentecost with the breath of life. So many movements, they don't give, I don't think, homage to the Holy Spirit like they should. Because you'll get all jacked up sideways and religious without the Holy Spirit. Because he wants to have an intimate relationship. This whole thing when it comes to Jesus Christ is about an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, I'm kind of allergic to religion. Because that's not what Jesus came to bring. He came to bring a relationship with God. A reformation. John 3, 5 says, Jesus answered and said, Truly, listen to the scripture we use all the time. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, the pneuma. You have to be born again of the water and the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. COVID, guess what it impacts? Breath? Are you with me? It impacts our breath. And then George, George Floyd, what did he cry out for? I can't, I can't breathe. The enemy is after our breath. Listen, the first thing that God gave Adam was what? Whew, breath. And he's after our breath. The, the, the enemy is good at doing what he does. Still kill and destroy. And he's after our breath. The Holy Spirit, our guide, our vision caster. Let me share just a little bit of vision with you right now if you're new. Heart of the City Church was birth, and we felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to us to go after a tithe of the city. We're believing a tithe of the city to be born again of the Spirit, of the Numa. We're believing that with all of our heart. And we've seen, you know, from 14 years ago when there was about 12 of us, huh? And that was counting everybody. And that was counting our son who was 14 and our daughter who was 12. You know what I'm saying? To see what God has done is, is just a beautiful thing. We're believing still for 1010 and 2020. I know COVID's tried to slap us with that, but we're still believing. God's the God of the, of the possible. Yeah. You know, we have an emphasis on single moms because we came over and says, oh, we're going to reach single moms. No, we saw a need in our community. And ministry comes from this. You see a need, you fulfill it. 
guess what that becomes? It becomes a ministry. If you want to, you want to be in a ministry, find a need and fulfill it, and you'll be a minister. Amen. But along with that, city groups, and we do teaching series to, to, to build the church and Father's Market. We're going to touch on Father's Market a little bit more in growth track here in just a few minutes. Jesus, the disciples are in this room. They're in the room by themselves, doors closed. And guess what Jesus does? He just, he just walks right through. Bam. And the first thing he says is like, peace be still. Why? Because they're freaking out. Jesus walks, I mean, the door's closed. He's freaking out. And then it goes on to say, and then Jesus said it to them again. Again, why? Because they're still freaking out. Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, this was after the crucifixion and the death and the resurrection. I believe this is, at this point is when the disciples were actually born again of the Spirit. He breathed upon them. We are to receive the breath of God and to be carriers of the breath of God because the world around us is like a lot of bones like in the valley of Ezekiel. And God saw the bones, and in, in the, the word in the, in, in the Hebrew is ruah. And he told, to, he told Ezekiel to prophesy to those bones. And those bones began to rattle. And it was really cool. We were singing about it earlier, a little bit earlier today. And he looked upon them. And they had tenons and they had sinews and everything. But they still didn't have the breath of God in them. People were walking around. But it looks like they're zombies without, what, the breath of God. And he prophesied to the wind, and all of a sudden they were filled with the holy, they were filled with the ruah, the breath of God, and they became an exceedingly great army. And that's what God wants to do in this day and time, because you and I, we are all temples of the Holy Spirit. We're temples, listen, of the pneuma, to be carriers of the pneuma, the Holy Spirit. If you haven't been around here, we're to be a people after God's own heart. To be a people after God's own heart, we have to have the Holy Spirit, the pneuma. If we're going to be a people after God's own heart, you know the four things, and you need to shout it out today. The first one is, to be a people after God's own heart, we're going to have to know God. Say that for all the guests today. We're going to have to, number one, know God. Say that with me one more time, know God. And we believe on the weekends is the greatest way that people are going to know God. They're going to know God through the worship experiences his presence God inhabits the praises of his people they're going to know God through his word they're going to know God through fellowship uh, iron sharpening iron the gathering they're going to know God for the maybe the first time from hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ and being born again but we believe that the weekends are going to be used mightily in order for people to know God there's a few slides now if you're here for the first this is not what we normally do because it's vision weekend and it's our anniversary weekend. There's a few slides we want to show you. The first one is an attendance slide. You can see the attendance. It's kind of hard to see. The green line is uh, 19 and 20. And uh, I'm sure if you really wanted to look at that closely because it's really kind of challenging to see. I took a picture of it today, but you could do that. Uh, the next one. The next one you're going to see is a slide for the decisions that uh, people made in 2019, 2020. That's from April to April. And so people that have made the decisions, uh, a total of 656 people. Don't get too excited. Don't, don't get too excited, okay? No, you should be going nuts. 
256 people coming to know Jesus Christ. And then we had water baptism slide. Uh, I think it should be 570 people, but nevertheless, it's only 57. But I'm going to believe that's going to change dramatically. I don't even know. It's hard to believe 57. But we're going to believe for 500 or, or whatever God has for us. But know God. Amen. We're going to be working on that soon with water baptisms. We have another one coming up in August that is super fun. Most of us look forward to that every year down by the lake. So that'll be beautiful. Our first value, know God. Our second value is find freedom. This is beautiful. We believe that we find freedom in the context of community, which is our city groups. Our city groups are alive and vibrant. I wanted to read this scripture out of Acts 2, 46. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. You'll find out in our city groups that we have some cooks in the place. Some people can cook here. Um, uh, last night, in fact, Jonathan and I went out to eat after um, service and there was a, a group, a city group that was meeting, waiting for a table because there were so many of them. But it's like you'll find our city groups in homes, you'll find them in coffee shops and restaurants, you'll find them doing life together. That's what our city groups are all about. So that breath of God that Jonathan was talking about, we believe that it's found in our city groups, carries the life and breath of God. Um, even yesterday morning at prayer, I was talking with a young girl that just recently rededicated her life, and she was saying that the first thing she she noticed is how much she craved to be with other people in gatherings and meeting together. And we're connecting her with one of our city groups for mothers. Um, but I think that this has been such a great season for all of us. Um, it almost seems like we might have taken for granted that we could get together. Anybody feel that? And now there's this sacredness that we get to be together. Even last night, just seeing all the faces in this morning is so, so precious. So we encourage each one of you uh, to make this a high priority. That's how you're really going to get to know people and find freedom. We have a couple of other areas where people are able to find freedom at Heart of the City Church, and one of them is our heart recovery. Uh, they just started meeting again in June. Uh, it's led by Daniel and Betsy Spitzer and Jennifer Scott. It's, it's a wonderful group of people, and they said they're already seeing 25 to 40 people attending that. Think about that. Think about the families that are being impacted by those individuals. Yeah, go ahead and clap for God. It's beautiful. They were describing it too. They said, man, it's just so different now. And I think it's because God uses for good everything that's happening, that there's this new intimacy that's happening in the group. They said it's almost like a living room atmosphere with that many people um, and that new people are coming every week. So we're so, so, so excited about that. We have another way that people can find freedom, and that's our Deeper Still Emotional Health Workshops. We had one scheduled for March that was canceled, but we have a new one coming up Saturday, September 26th. This is led by some wonderful counselors in our church, and we're actually going to talk about how this season in all of our lives may have been impacting our emotional health. So there'll be speakers, and then we'll be breaking into small groups to discuss that. But we want to be a church that's pursuing freedom in every area of our lives, because free people, free people. Amen? <laughs> okay, so what's our third value? 
Discover purpose. Okay, and we believe that we can discover purpose. Um, one of the ways is through our growth track. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it is an amazing uh, class that we hold every week on Sundays. Um, and in the context of that, some people still, I mean, you could generally know maybe something that you're good at, but you're not quite sure what that one thing is or a few things that God designed you for. And we believe that you can do that within our growth track. You know, I think our um, design is so important because our identity is wrapped up in the destiny that God has for us. You know, come on, Psalm says that he individually wove us in our mother's womb. So there is something inside of you that we want to pull out. And we, one of the ways we do that is in growth track to just breathe on that, the breath of God, right? And the breath of God and also just the encouragement from other people. You were born to do this. And you can do that within the context of our growth track. John 1, 4 says, in him, Jesus was life. And that life was the light of men. And there is nothing that makes your light shine brighter is when you absolutely are convinced that God created you for a purpose, he designed you specifically, and that you'll shine that light all around at your workplaces, at the grocery store, the coffee shops, gas stations, every place that you go. Jesus in us brings that light into the world. And so you play such a significant part in understanding your purpose is so, so vital in that. Um, I wanted to share some of the things that have been happening in Growth Track. We've had 251 people, I think, yeah, the numbers are up there, go through our Growth Track. That's not enough. We need some more. We have another growth track coming up so you can sign up. We have 156 new members that came out of growth track. Um, and then we, what we'll do when you go through growth track is we'll do a member set-in. It's a really special time where we pray over everyone that's completed the class. And that next one will be Sunday, July 26th. And then for those of you now who are chomping at the bit to get into Growth Track, our next one starts on August 2nd, and you can register online for that. We are excited for every family member, everyone who's part of the heart, to go through Growth Track and discover the unique design that God created them for. Wonderful. Number four. Nine oh nine, we gotta wake up. Number four. Make a difference. There's not a person in this room, in my opinion, that doesn't want to make a difference. You want to make a difference. I mean, what do we live for? We're here to make a difference. You want, the, you want to receive the breath and breathe upon the Spirit of God, the truths of God. That's going to absolutely make an eternal difference in people's life. We're here to make a difference. And there's many ways that you can make a difference. But one of the greatest ways that you can make a difference at Heart of the City Church is get on a team. Say that with me, team. Get on a team. Get on. We have 12. There's probably more teams than 12, but we have 12 that we have identified. And I just encourage you to get on a team. How many of you have served at least one day? It's going to be a little different, but you've served in some form or fashion at least one day at Heart of the City Church over the last year from April to April. If you've done that, stand up for a moment. You served some fashion in the last from April to April. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, give them a hand. Beautiful, beautiful. And that's okay. You can sit down. That's okay. But how many of you know that should be 100%? Unless you're a guest, you're here for the first day. That should be 100% of everyone serving. Why? Because if you're serving, you are ministering. 
God doesn't call just Radian and I or Logan and Seth and Jess and Craig and Elijah and Am not just a few people to minister. See, that's where things are upside down. Jesus never raised just a few ministers. He raised 12 and then there was 70 and then all of a sudden going to all the world. We're all called to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you're not on a team, get on a team. It can be on the fit team, come on, sound team, the children, kids team, the youth team, come on, heart creative, the worship team listen if you can make a joyful noise if you can serve we want you on a team amen because we're better together and we're gonna make a difference when we're on a team did you know that father's market father's market in the back gave away over 41,000 pounds of food this year huh and a team did that heart creative kicked out our first album it took a team to do that. And so we encourage every person here, not no 80-20 stuff. Every person to be part of a team, amen? We get to do something right now. We're going to invite two people up. Once again, if you're a guest, this is not our typical weekend because it's anniversary and it's vision. And now they're going to go over some of the numbers. You're going to hear from Craig Brown, first dude right here, one of our elders, and Rick Van Zant, our treasurer. Let me tell you, you've never, maybe you've never met Rick before. Our treasurer for probably about the last 10 years was Ben Taves and just a wonderful stud of a guy one of my good friends him and his family went on a, a sabbatical this year and so rick has stepped up he's amazing dude i'll let craig tell you all of his titles and all of his doctrines and all that whatever you know i'm just teasing but put your hands together for these two yeah thank you yeah, this weekend's a little different, but we're excited to get to uh, explain, and he's going to do more of the financial explaining, but uh, explain a little bit more of the details about the organization of the church that we don't often take a look at, but organization is important. So again, my name is Craig. I'm uh, one of the servants, uh, pastors, and elders here, and this is Rick. He is a CPA and an F PFS, personal, man, he's got all kinds of things that all kinds of letters after his name to let you know that he knows what he's doing when it comes to finance. Nerd. Nerd. N nerd is definitely one of the titles. I've got some letters after my name too, but we won't talk about those. <laughs> hey, we want to show you guys, in case you don't know, you, you probably see and experience it to a degree, but we just want to show you the organizational chart of the church. And uh, this isn't kind of like necessarily things maybe we want to look at, but hey, organization is important, right? Like the body, the body that you live in is organized. You're thankful that your arm's not growing out the front of your chest, you know? And, and the body of Christ is also organized, and this is biblical. The, 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 uh, the apostles did this in the book of Acts. They organized the leaders of the church. So anyway, this is what our church looks like. Just want to make sure everybody knows this is an elder-led church. So ultimately, the final decisions, the leadership, the, the spiritual oversight of the church is led by the elders. They oversee directly our lead pastors and the rest of the pastoral staff. And so you're going to see there, uh, we took out a lot of the detail. Basically, below those six boxes are the six legs of the church and all the departments, all the ministries, all the things that you would experience fall under those. But we just want to make sure that you see kind of how it's organized. We have two pastoral legs called Grow and Care, and Pastor Stephen and Jill Ann lead both of those. And then the community leg, uh, I'm over that, and that's basically all the, the small groups that we have. And then our lead administrator, Amber, oversees all of the administrative functions of the church. 
And then I currently still oversee the generations, which is everything from zero to 28. And then uh, Seth, our, our creative pastor, is over uh, the creative leg, which, which is a lot of different things. And so I'm going to let uh, Rick explain basically the finance side because most of those legs that I'm describing are things that whether you've seen the chart or not, you kind of experience because that's, what, that's what, how we do what we do as a church body. Um, but you probably don't ever even think about the financial side, but we want to let you know that we have a really strong uh, financial team that's comprised of many different types of people, some that work for the church, some that don't. And so I'm going to go ahead and let, let him explain that to you. So as Craig explained, the finance team also needs many different hands. Part of that is the leadership. So J.O. and Radine help give the vision. Uh, Craig and Amber, also on the leadership team, help out. And then we have people uh, from the community. There is uh, Bobby Carmody is on it. He's a realtor in the community. Sue Stallard, a banker. Myself as a financial advisor. And then the staff members that just, they do it. Um, that's Ashley and Kareen, and they make it happen here. Additionally, we have a couple advisors. Uh, Seth helps out there, and Jimmy McAndrews, a local realtor. It's a great team. Uh, and so right now what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the giving and basically all of the income that you guys have so faithfully given towards this church body. First of all, just as a pastor, I just want to say thank you to every one of you that's in our church family that has sewn in. We just want to make sure that you know that as you give here, our financial team, our elders, our staff, we are doing our best by God's grace to steward his money. It's not our money, and by the way, it's also not your money. It's his money, but as a church family, we're doing our best to stir that. So Rick's going to explain a little bit about uh, the, the, the last fiscal year and, and how, we've, how we've done giving as a family. So first off, fiscal year, uh, just to clarify, is different than a calendar year. Our fiscal year is April 1st, is the beginning of the year ending in March 31st. So this is, all this data is as of... Um, ending March 31st. Secondly, a lot of times you get two different kind of groups of people in a meeting like this. You get some folks that want to see every little detail and others that go. <laughs> and so we're, we try to help by providing graphs, um, but all the, all the information is coming from this handout, which is out at the connect table. Uh, it has it down to the penny. As J.O. says, you know, we count people because people count. Uh, well, we count pennies because all the pennies y'all give count. And so we're super appreciative. But onto the slide, um, you can see that we separated out between restricted funds, unrestricted, and total. Uh, restricted meaning that if you've given to a certain um, fund, a certain ministry, we are we have to get we have to spend it according to how you said you gave it but if you give us the freedom unrestricted those funds um, are spent for the general well-being of the church so you guys the giving the restricted giving went from up from 46,000 the previous year to 161,000 you can see the little blue line to the big red line and restricted that's a huge jump and then unrestricted went from 1.5 million to over 1.6 million uh, just amazing generosity so thank you so much wow put your hands together for that that's amazing 
My wife and I now have been around Heart of the City Church for, a, I think, almost 10 years. And I think, if memory serves me correctly, this church family has always grown in our financial giving year over year. And so, healthy church wow. financially and otherwise. And so, thank you. I love what you said about the people count and the pennies count. Remember, Jesus said, talked about the one gal that just gave a couple, a couple pennies. But in his opinion, she was operating in more generosity than the, than the prideful guys that were given a lot of money. And so, we just want to thank you for your heart because... For, for God, it's always about our heart. And when everybody sews in together with their heart and what they can, we could do what God's called us to. So it's a beautiful thing. We're going to talk about the expenses now. As the, as the funds come in, we want to make sure that you know that together as a team, we are prayerfully. Uh, and when I say meeting, like we meet and we discuss budgets and plans and we rank things and we vote and all of those things, we really do that probably more hours than any of us want to, but it's because we want to take seriously following what the Holy Spirit's asking us to do as it, as it pertains to His finances. And so I just want to make sure that you, you guys know that we really have thought through. In fact, some of the areas, some of like personnel, for example, we have a team of people that we're all not on our staff that spend hours and hours researching nationwide what people should be paid. And so I just want to make sure that you guys know when it comes to spending, we don't just decide and just, oh, well, let's just buy that you know, new thing. But we really, really seek the Lord and we pray and we study as to what would be appropriate. So Rick's going to explain some of, the, some of the expenses. So as you can see, there's a nice pretty graph up there that shares exactly how the dollars go out, whether it be for personnel, uh, to keep the facilities going, general spending for just day-to-day -day life, and then the beautiful part, outreach and ministries. We're going to be talking about that more later, but you can see how those are all allocated out. I just want to emphasize again, like if you, if you can't see those numbers, just know you, every one of you can grab one of these uh, packets on the way out if, you, if you're like the detail type person and you want to see exactly what that number was in that box. Feel free to grab one of those on your way out. Next, we're going to talk about our balance sheet and our debt strategy. And I don't really know what a balance sheet is, but no, I'm just kidding. I do. I think it's where we're at the state of our church financially and, and where we're landing. And I think that we're doing pretty healthy. Are we doing pretty healthy? We are doing Won't very you tell healthy. Us how, how healthy we are. <laughs> very healthy. So the, what you're seeing on the screen is exactly the handout that you'd get out in the lobby. And you'll see that um, we're going to go all Hebrew here, reading from right to left. The previous year, 1819 is on the right, and then 1920 is on the left, and you can see uh, the total cash, the fifth line down, the increase of about 50K. Um, you can also see that we've invested in the property, our total assets, uh, 3.8 million up to 4 million. Specifically, where it says Kathleen Property Improvements, uh, down at the bottom, you can see that that meant 25K going into Father's Market, 48K for a beautiful reader board sign out there, and another little less than 4,000 for the cross. So 78,000 just investing in the facilities here. Um, now, the cool part, I guess, uh, debt, liabilities. You know, a lot of debt, sad face. Uh, Paying down debt, going from 1.4 million down to 1.15, happy face. That's a good thing, <laughs> right? So, um, and that means if our debt's going down, our equities is going up, and that's just beautiful. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in a sec. Yeah, because we're going to talk about our cash reserves and basically what we have on hand. 
And, um, you know, just like your household, you're going you're gonna to balance, balance what's coming in through your job and the finances you have and the investments that you're making and the property that you hold. And we want to try and maintain that balance. And so um, we've done a few things uh, that Rick's going to explain to you as far as making sure that we have enough in our, ba- in our bank account to operate, as well as some things, some strategies that we've taken to lower the, the liabilities of the church. So, so you all know when you have a mortgage... It's expensive. It takes a long time to pay it off. Well, we realized that we had quite a bit of money in savings, and we wanted to be able to leverage that to be able to help reduce our debt. So our bank, um, Numerica, saw fit to extend us a line of credit. We said, well, if we have all this money, why would we need a line of credit? Well, we ha- it's available in case we need it. We haven't tapped it yet, but it allowed us to spend down our savings to draw down the mortgage, as we saw in that previous slide, from 1.4 to 1.15, which will save us, by best guess calculation, about $338,000 worth of interest over the life of the loan. So huge, huge. So your savings is, as you all know, your savings are making this, but a mortgage is a much higher expense, so we're able to pay that down and yet still keep a good emergency fund, cash reserves. Um, well, you saw our, our bank balance increased. Yeah. So God's, God's good. Hey, one one's a financial thing that we want to highlight for you because we're really excited about uh, where we are and where we've been this last fiscal year, but also the trajectory that we're, that we're on is... Uh, of course, every every dollar that comes in and everything that we do, we're we're hoping, believing, strategizing that God is going to use it all to build His kingdom. Um, as a church, local church, obviously, most of the funds that come in are spent, you know, putting on ministries and and services and things to serve you as our congregation. But more and more, we're also trying to build the habit of of sowing, as it were, outside of the walls of this church. And getting in the habit of saying, hey, because we know that humanity can, can kind of just become over the years like internally focused. And so we're developing this habit of, of sowing finances towards outreaches that are happening outside of our property and outside of the traditional. So whether that's in the city for City Fall Festival or Single Moms Outreach or, or outside of our region, region or even outside of our nation on foreign missions. And so what we call all of those funds is over the wall. And so Rick's going to explain a little bit about the specific money um, in our budget that is going over the wall, as we've dubbed it. So again, we've captured all the funds that you've given in, and we've expended, uh, whether it be, as you see, first responders, missionary, Thanksgiving offering. That's just beautiful every year. Uh, The Benevolence, Fall Festival, Single Moms Outreach, $108,000 almost 109,000. That is just amazing. Our goal is to do 10%. Uh, We're up to 8% this year. So we're continuing and progressing towards uh, 10% over the wall. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. And the last thing that we're going to be talking about is in case you're wondering where we're at on the expansion project for the Heart of the City campus downtown and the Bridges Coffee Shop. 
Uh, just want to, I, I, my guess is that some people are like, hey, we started talking about that a little while ago, and we even gave money, and we just want to make sure that you know we're still moving forward, we're still looking. We, if, you're, if you're with us in the middle of the winter, we spent about three months looking at one particular property, and, and after all the bids came in, we, we just decided, hey, that wasn't the wise move, that wasn't what, where the Lord was leading us, and so we moved on. We've been looking at a few other properties, and uh, then, you know, the COVID situation hit, and at that particular moment, our elders didn't, didn't think it was a wise move to, to buy a property right then. And so we just want to make sure everybody knows we're still moving forward. We're looking for a facility. We're looking for a, around 6,000 to 8,000 square feet. We're looking south of 90. We really believe that God wants us to, to reestablish a footprint down in that southern corridor of our, of our city. And so all the funds that you've given, they're still there. They're still waiting. We're ready. We're, we're actively looking and praying for when God says this is the right place and the right time, then we're, we're ready to move. So keep praying with us uh, towards that end. And I think Rick wants to mention a little bit about those funds. Just again, um, on that balance sheet that we saw earlier and is available in the lobby, you, it showed as of the end of May, there was $296,000 given towards that. Again, it's all Thank allocated, you. separated, waiting for God to provide the building. And now it's over 300000 current yeah. uh, time to date. So that's cool. awesome. Hey, can we just celebrate uh, our King Jesus and all that he's done this last year? God has been good to Heart of the City Church. And uh, even in the midst of a crazy season, it, uh, this last season alone of quarantine and all that, it's been so fun for us as a lead team to, to uh, experience uh, the real family. And we recognize that many of you are still at home, but you're still just as much a part mm. of the family. And you're sewing in and you're serving, you're engaged. And so thank you, everybody. Right now. We're